Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Erevin, Daf Ayin, Dalad Amud Bet. In the middle of the Amud, the short Amud that it is, uh, continuing with our exploration of the issue of a shared chatzer, uh, or shared uh, residential area with a non-Jew. I'm Rav Yudam Rav. Mavui Shetzidochad Goy, Vetzidochad Yisrael. So you have a mavui. So imagine a mavui, and on one side there are chatzerot that are Jewish, and the other side non-Jewish. You cannot then make an Eruv through the windows that go from Chatser to Chatser to allow you the, to then take the Kelim out into the Mavui through the door. Now, this is a rule of Rav. So, Amalei Abai the Rav Yosef, three generations later, Abai asks his Rebbe, Amalei Abai would Rav say the same thing in a Chatser when there are mixed houses? Amalei in. And Rav Yosef said, sure. Ilo Amar Mai. And then he asked Abaye, why would you make a distinction? Like, why would you think that it would be different? So the answer is, As we've seen several times, the phrase that a Mavui does not have the leniency of having its fourth wall be considered to be uh, marked with a lechi or a korah, as we saw at the beginning of the Masechet, unless it has multiple houses and chatzerot opening into it. And that is the rule only of a mavui, and therefore we wouldn't say the same about a chatzer. But if that were the case, then tarti lamali. Why would Rav have to say that halacha and this halacha? The answer is, Abaye says, or on behalf of Abaye, tzricha, we would need both. Why di'imi dirat dirat. If I only had Rav's statement that ein mavui nitar, etc., then I wouldn't know that he agrees that the residence of a Goy doesn't count as a residence for issues of Erevin, because that's not part of that equation. So, Therefore, he also teaches us that the Goy's residence here is not, an, is not, does not constitute a second Chatser that would allow the Mavui. And if I only had the rule here, I don't know how many houses you have to have. So, Therefore, I have the other general formulation that says you need two houses. Okay. But now that Rav Yosef testifies that Rav extended the rule explicitly, evidently, to the Chatzer, that Rav's answer is very different, is that you're not allowed to make a single Mavui, a single Eruv, where there's a Goy there that would then somehow kind of move around the law and say, now we just have one Jew and a Goy, and therefore based on Rav and Yaakov would be fine. So we don't allow that. Now I realize that Rabbi Tavla mentioned the halacha in the name of Rav, and he mentioned Goy in that formulation twice, and I didn't understand why. And now I understand why, because he's teaching an extra thing, that we do not utilize uh, the Eruv to create a fictitious one Jewish resident to allow it. Okay, the next Mishnah. We've seen this invoked many times. Uh, the, uh, the embedded Chatzer. So if one is inside the other, where the only egress for the inner Chatzer is through the outer one. If the inner one make it, made its own Eruv, and the outer one didn't. Very simple. The Eruv works for the inner one. The outer one doesn't have an Eruv. They can't carry Let's say the outer one made an error, but not the inner one. Then Shtehan wrote. Why? Because since the inner one can't carry, therefore, and since they have egress through the outer one, they affect the outer one that the outer one's Eruv is no good. Now, if they both made Eruvin, we see that they can both carry in their own place. 
He says, even if they both made Eruvin, the outer one can't carry, because the egress of the inner one through the outer one makes the inner one somehow connected to the outer one, and then it becomes like a member of the Chatzar that didn't join. Disagree and say that's not the case. Now, let's say that we have one joint Eruv. Um... Um, sorry, let's say that it's still two separate Eruvin, and let's say that in the outside one, one of the outside guys forgot to join the Eruv. The inner one's fine, the outer one's messed up, they can't use their Eruv. Now, that we would posit then, that's until the outer guy does beetle to the rest of the outside one. Let's say that one of the inside ones forgot to make join the Eruv. Then again, they're both Asur because the Pimit, not being able to carry, at least until somebody does beat the guy who forgot his Mavatol's Rashud, therefore affects the outer one, just like we had in the first part of the Mishnah, if the Pimit didn't make an Eruv at all. Now, New Eruv on Makom if they put their Eruv in one place, we'll determine what that place is, but it means that they made one Eruv, and one of them forgot any of the inside or outside, forgot, that means you've got to combine Eruv, but one guy's out, they're all Asur. But if these chatzirot were owned by individuals, they don't have to make an error. We'll see what that means towards the end. Okay. Now, we have another example of Rav Dimi coming from Tiberia with a report from Torah to Eretz Yisrael, and then Ravin coming, as almost always happens afterwards, with a better report, a report that we rely on more. We'll focus mainly on Rav Dimi's report. So, Rav Dimi, I'm Rabbi Yanai. Zudivrei Rabbi Akiva. He says that the opening line of the Mishnah that says that if the um, if the inside one uh, did not make an eruv, then the outside one is stuck. Even if they made an eruv, that's only according to Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva explicitly said that even if the inside one made a legitimate eruv and the outside one made a legitimate Eruv, the inside one affects the outside one. So even a regular Muterpim Koma, they're allowed to carry in their own place, they still affect outside, meaning in this case the Chitzona, so that they can't carry. Now, But Rav Dimi's claim is that Rabbi Yana's assessment is that according to Chachamim, even if the inner one didn't make an Eruv, the outside one's not affected. If they made an Eruv, they're still fine. The inner one cannot affect the outer one at all. Now, let's test that. Tanan Ervach, Yitzunav The Mishnah said that if the outer one made an Eruv and not the inner one, then they're both Asur. So, Mani, who could the author of that statement be? And here we only have two choices. Either Rabbi Kiva, if it's Rabbi Akiva, so Mani, you're Asura. Why did you pick a case where the inner one didn't make an Eruv? Why didn't you pick a case where the inner one did make an Eruv and it's still Asur? For the regular Nami, a lot of Rabbanan must be that it's Rabbanan, and you see that it's Rabbanan saying that only because the inner one didn't make an Eruv, the outer one is Asur. Um, and so, as opposed to the Rav Dimi had it, where they said if the inner one made an Eruv, the outer one wouldn't be affected. So that that, that goes against Rav Dimi. So the Olam Rabbi Kiva, the answer could be that really it is Rabbi Kiva is the author. He picked the more obvious case, which is when the inner one didn't make an Eruv, and then not only that, but even when the inner one did make an Eruv. Okay, let's still test it. If they both made good Eruv independently, each one is allowed to carry independently. That's only because they both made Eruv. Meaning that 
if if the inner one didn't make an eruv, they're both asur. So this Tana holds that if the if you're allowed to carry on the inside, you don't affect the outside. But said, but if you're not allowed to carry in your own place, you do affect the outside. So Mania, according to Rabbi according to Rav Dimi, that's nobody's position. Either Rabbi Kiva, if it's Rabbi Kiva, we have the same problem. Even if you're allowed to carry inside, you affect outside. And it can't be Rabbanan according to him, because they would say you don't affect the outside at all. So you see that Rabbanan hold that if you um are, are not do not make a proper Eruv on the inside, the outside's affected. And plus, the fact that Rabbi Kiva speaks up later on the Mishnah indicates that the beginning is not Rabbi Akiva, unlike what Rabbi Dimi said. So the defense could be that Kula Rabbi Kiva, the entire Mishnah is author of Rabbi Kiva. There's a piece missing, and here's how it should read. If each one makes his own separate Eruv, this is Rabbi Kiva. They're both Mutar. When is this? That's if they put up a barrier between them to mark them as really separate. But if they didn't put up a barrier, then the outer one is Asur, even though they made an Eruv and the inner one made an Eruv. Because Rabbi Kiva says that the egress of the inner one through the outer one, even though they both made their own independent Eruv in, still prohibits the outer one from using their Eruv. So that's how we could reconstruct the Mishnah, but it's a little bit of a stretch to throw the Dakai in there where it wasn't mentioned anywhere. So, The end of the Mishnah said that if these Chatserot were owned by just an individual, not a group, uh, not a co-op kind of situation, then they don't have to make an Eruv. So, implying that if they are multiple, they do have to make an Eruv. So you see that if you're mutar where you are, you don't affect the outside. But But if you don't make an error, if you do affect them, which means there is that middle ground, unlike Rav Dimi's position that it was polar, either you hold that no matter what you prohibit, or else you never prohibit. No, you only prohibit if you're if you're prohibited. You don't prohibit if you're not prohibited. What do we see? In the Mishnah, that if, if they made an Eruv together, if one of the outer guys forgot and didn't make an Eruv, then the inner one is Mutar, the Chitzona Asura, and the outer one is Asur. If one of the inner guys forgot, Shteyan Asura, then they're both Asur. So Tamar is Shachach, that's only because one guy forgot. Although Shachach Shteyan Mutarot, if not, then they're both Mutar. I'm a regular Mutar, and So you see that somebody, if they're allowed to carry where they are, they don't affect the outside. But if you're not allowed to carry where you are, you could affect the outside. So we're really not comfortable with Rav Dimi's take on Rav Yanai. Ravin came with Rav Yanai's report, which is Shalosh Padavar. The whole solution to this is that there really are three different opinions here. And what are they? They are Tanakama, the first opinion on our Mishnah. So our regular Oseret, regular Asura Oseret that if you're allowed to carry where you are, you don't affect the outside. But if you're not allowed to carry where you are, you do affect the outside. Rabbi Kiva holds that even if you're allowed to carry in the inside, you still ban the outside. And the later Rabbanan, meaning the, the, the ones that appear later on in the formulation of the Mishnah, is that even if you are, just like if you're allowed to carry 
in the inside, you don't affect the outside, even if you're not allowed to carry in the inside, then a na'oseret on the outside. And so that we have really the polar positions, but we have the first Tanakama who is in the middle. Okay, the Mishnah then said, Okay, so if they made one common Eruv and they put it, so my Makom Echad, where's the Makom Echad? Theoretically, it could just be as long as they put it in one place. says It's the outside. Why is that? Why is the outside called Makom Echad? It means a place that both of them have access to, which is the outside. Tanya Miach, we have a brighter that supports that. If they put the Eruv on the outside, which is now what Rav is positing, our Mishnah means, and one of them forgot whether the outside or the inside, Veloi Rav, Shtayan Asurot. If they put their Eruv on the inside, and now see why. And one of the inside guys forgot. And didn't include Shtayan Asurot. They're still Asur. But if they put their Eruv on the inside, and one of the outside guys forgot Veloi Rav, Shtayan Asurot of Rabbi Kiva, in that case, the inner one is okay, and the outside one can't carry. Right? So that Brita supports the idea that that where do we say that it never works? That's Chitzona. Good. But now let's take a look at this Brita. He asked him, Why did the Rabbanan say the Amri Primit Muteret? Why did they say that the inner one is Mutar? Because they can slam the door and, and they can break up the, the combination and say, one of you guys forgot, we're breaking up the, 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 the marriage here and we're going to have our own Eruv in the in, inside. They can slam the door. Why does Rebekiva agree they could slam the door? So the answer is that Rebekiva's position is by making the Eruv, you've essentially said that we are one. So slamming the door, it's, uh, it's a little bit too late. <coughs> now, uh, so why don't the Rabbanan accept that argument that by putting the Eruv up you've essentially declared this to be one area the answer is we're familiar with this phrase in the context of Shlichut which is that if a Shlichut is mangled and uh, what the what the Meshaleach wanted isn't performed the Shlichut could be retroactively revoked because the claim could be that I sent you to fix things not to mess things up and therefore the shlichut is no good. And so Rabbanon would say the same thing. The whole purpose of making an Eruv together was to help things. But by one of you guys forgetting, uh, then basically you've messed it up. So that means that that original Eruv and whatever it may imply is now gone. <clears throat> okay, so now, why does Rabbi Kiva like that reasoning? To say, I sent you to fix things and not to mess things up, and therefore the shtikut, the, uh, sorry, the, uh, the eruv should retroactively be negated, and they should be able to operate independently. The answer is, because what happens here is that the guy who forgot said that the, so the inside one says, we're mevatel our reshut. That's why. Um, and Rabbanon said, "Ain't be to reshut mi chazer lechazer." And Rabbanon will take the position: you can't be mevatel from one chazer to the next. So let me show Rabbi Yochanan fluked to Rabbanon from Akiva Kampalki. This is very strange because remember Shmuel said, "Ain't mevatel mi chazer lechazer," and Rabbi Yochanan said you could. And now we're going to posit that that's what's really going on here. That Rabbi Akiva said you could be mevatel from chazer to chazer, and Rabbanon said you can't. 
to Shmuel Amar Korbanon, Rabbi Yochanan Amar Korbikiva. That of course doesn't make any sense because then Shmuel would just say Halacha Korbanon. Rabbi Yochanan would say Halacha Korbikiva. So Amar Lach Shmuel. Shmuel would have answered as follows: Anadamar Filu Korbikiva. My statement even works according to Korbikiva. Ad Kama Korbikiva Hacha Korbikiva. Here said that it doesn't that, you, that the Beetle works. Shtechot Zulifimizu. Here, because one is tied to the other because of the way they're structured. Da'asra and Hadadi, they affect each other inevitably. And therefore, they can be mevatel. But with two chatzerot, side by side, that have every right and ability to have independent eruvin and won't affect each other, there he would agree with me that in mevatlin mechatzer the chatzer. And Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yafila Rabbanan, even Rabbanan would agree with me. Ad kam lo kem Rabbanan hachar Rabbanan here said, that you can't be mevatel the amrlan vatli kaasar talai by being vatel to me you're asering me therefore it won't work avohata mi kaasar with two independent chaserot that's not, that's not the case okay now back to the mission we said hayushal yechidim meaning if the chaserot were each owned by just one guy we also have tani rebbe rebbe said hayushlosha asurin if there were three people meaning two owners total then it's asur. Meaning, as there's one owner on the inside, one owner on the outside, you're okay. I'm Rabbi Vailotatzitule. He said, don't pay attention to that. I'm the one who quoted Rebbe. And I said it not in Rebbe's name, but Ravada Barava. And what did he say? As long as there's Rabbim on the outside. So it's not that there's a total of three. There have to be two on the outside and one on the inside. I'm Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef took an oath. Rabbim Barabi Eichlafli. I got confused between the word Rabim and Rebbe. It wasn't Rebbe, it was Radarava. And and what was really said was Rabim. Okay, that's so Yosef admits that he had misheard or mis or misremembered. He said that that the two chatzerot don't affect each other. You have to have two on the inside, Meaning if you have one goy on the inside and one Jew on the outside, that'll still count. So Majna Yisrael Dulawasa, why is it one Yisrael on the inside, one Yisrael outside doesn't affect? Demanda Yadayada very simple, because if you know that a Jew lives there, fine. But if you don't know that it's only one Jew, you'll figure the inside and outside must have made an Eruv together. So Goyinami, so I say the same thing about a goy, I'm reading Diyada Yada. If somebody knows it's a goy, so it's only one goy, it doesn't affect. If he doesn't know that they that it's only one goy, he'll think he must have rented from him. The answer is because the default case is that if a goy would rent his property out, he would be talking about it or complaining about it or letting everybody know, and um, and then uh, and and the fact that you didn't hear that would indicate to you uh, indeed that. Um, that he didn't rent it from him, and he'll think that it's okay to make an error over the goy. That's why we don't allow it. Interesting case. You got ten houses nested, nested in, not inside of each other, but from the the chatzer's uh, wall uh, uh, ex- entrance, they're inside of each other. So pimino dayo. The only one who has to really make an error is the inside guy, the one who's deepest in, because everybody else is considered an egress for the inside guy. What's a filu chitzon? Chitzon becharu. What the outside? The outside guy is a gate. So chitzon shapimi. It just means house number two. So not just house number one, but also house number two. Now, b'may kemi palgi. What's their machloket? Marsava bechar diachid shmei bechar. That Shmuel holds that a gate for one house is called a gate. 
So therefore, house number two is a gate for house number one, one being the deepest in. And therefore, that's already a Beit Shar, and a Beit Shar doesn't need an Eruv. Rabbi Yochanan says it's not a Shar until it, it opens the two houses. So therefore, one and two are both houses, three is the first Shar. So let's say you have two Chatzerot, and in between the two Chatzerot, you got three houses lined up. So the houses open to each other, and then house A opens to Chatzer 1, and house C opens to Chatzer 2, and house B opens just to house A and C. What happens is that A comes into B and puts his Eruv in, and C comes in and puts his Eruv. Each one becomes a gate for the other. So the middle one is the place where you put the Eruv. He doesn't have to contribute, and none of the other guys have to contribute because they are both Beit Shah for the other guy. Okay. So Rachba tested the students. They asked them as follows. What if you have the same case, but not three houses in between, two houses? So Chatzer 1, house A, house B, Chatzer 2. If they both put an Eruv in the other one's place, is that an Eruv? Because really, it's a Shar. So is each one turning the other one into a Beit Shar? And therefore, it's not an Eruv. It's no Eruv. Why? If you're calling it a Beit Shar, then you putting an Eruv in a Beit Shar is nothing. If you're calling a house, you're carrying it to a house that you weren't married with. If two different guys said to a guy, go make an Eruv for us. This is now Eruv Tchumen. For one of them, he took their food. One of them, he set it up. One of them, he put it in after sunset. And the guy put down five minutes before sunset, his food got eaten during Manashvashot, and the guy put down Manashvashot, his Eruv got eaten at night. For both of them it worked, because the first guy had an Eruv down during part of Manashvashot, and the other guy had during part of Manashvashot also. So why why does that work? But here we don't have the Manashvashot with the houses, and say, well, either way it's good. And says, Achiyash, is that really the case? Hatam Safek Yomama Safek Lelia. Benesh Pashot is a Safek. So Lomin Karamilta. So nobody really sees that, uh, and they also can't see which bread was taken. So from, really what happens is in all of these cases, really, everything's fine. Our concern is what people are going to take, what the takeaway is that people will get and what misinformation they might come up with. So in the case of there, it's a Safek Yom Safek Lelia. Nobody could see that it was taken at that time. But here, it's very clear. Either this is a gate to the other, or it's its own house. And either way, it won't work, and therefore we do not allow the Eruv. And that's what the other uh, responded to Rachba. Adranalach, Hadar, we've completed it successfully this study, this parak. We're going to begin the relatively short parak, Chalon, in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.